Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. All right, today we're going to cover only uh, eight verses, and we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and, and verse 7. And Paul is speaking. And uh, by the way, grab your uh, Grace app if you need to, to get your notes to follow along. But Paul says by the Holy Spirit, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. Now, Paul wrote this letter while he was in prison in, in Rome. And, and all his cell was was really a, a hole in the ground. And um, in that hole, th- there was basically a floor, there was cold bricks, and there was a ceiling. And in that ceiling, there was a hole. And the only thing that came through that hole uh, was either other prisoners or, or food that sometimes came into that, 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 that hole. And the, the next time that Paul would leave this cell would be when he would have his head chopped off by Nero. So in 2 Timothy, we hear the last words of the Apostle Paul, so they're super important. And, and he said, uh, again, he introduced himself, uh, Apostle Paul, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul could have started greetings from, from death row, but, but he didn't do that. But when, when you're really in danger, it's God's promises that, that really matter the most. Hard times do not erase God's promises. If anything, they just cause you to hold to them more dearly and they become more meaningful. And then he said, to Timothy, a beloved son. Now, Paul was unmarried, so his greatest concern while in prison was not his spouse, but his sons and daughters in the faith. A single lady once was, was asked, why are you single? You know, you're so attractive. You're so creative. You're, you're, you're such a, a nice person. And she responded, because I'm overqualified. And uh, the, the reality is uh, single people have, have a great, um, uh, they have great things that they can offer. And Paul, being single, could con- devote himself uh, primarily to the concerns of God's people and the church. He said, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, Timothy was the pastor of the church uh, in Ephesus. Ephesus was one of the leading churches in the entire world at that time. But I want you to notice that in most of Paul's epistles, he begins with grace and peace be multiplied to you or grace and peace to you. But when he speaks in the pastoral epistles to Timothy and Titus, I want you to notice he adds something. He says, grace, mercy and peace. Everyone needs mercy, but no one needs it more than those who lead. Uh, Mercy is really when when God looks at me and tells me to pronounce imperfect as I'm perfect. And that's what God does with his people. He has to look over a lot of faults and, and he lovingly tells us, you know, I embrace your imperfections. So instead of just just reading it, I'm imperfect and I can't do anything. Look at his I'm perfect. God loves you despite you. But nonetheless, that's only because God looks at us through a lens of mercy. And then he goes on and says, I thank God. How many of us in, in a crowded, cold dungeon? I mean, uh, folks in there that you don't like, people you're not used, used to, conditions that, that, that are horrible. How many of you in such a cold, damp, wet situation could still be thankful? Uh, no privacy, limited food, food. There's no toilet, by the way. Crowded conditions. He was facing death, very, very serious situation. And all he did was do the right thing. He was just preaching uh, the love of Jesus Christ. How many of us in this situation would still spend time thanking God? 
But that's exactly what Paul is doing. So while we are, you know, away from our normal settings and perhaps we're teleworking and, and the kids are home, we still have reason to give thanks. He said, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. Now, again, he, he did nothing to deserve the predicament that he was in. His conscience was absolutely clear, as my forefathers did, um, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Paul was not only a man of integrity, Paul was a man of prayer. And there are a few things more precious than praying for, for another person. The Bible says in James chapter 5, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And he said, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful, pay attention to what he's thinking about. He's not just thinking about himself. He's not just thinking about, uh, uh, you know, the years that may be lost. He's thinking about somebody else in his painful situation. Be mindful of your tears, Timothy, that I might be filled with joy. Paul wanted to close, uh, Paul wanted to, to close the end of his life and also be close to those he loved most uh, as his end drew near. And um, as you know, he was drawing close to departure, the tears of Timothy, it seems, he just couldn't get out of his mind. He'd, he'd go to pray and, he, and he'd remember, you know, the last time he saw Timothy and how Timothy wept and how Timothy still needed a mentor and, and how Timothy still needed a leadership. And, and, you know, real closeness is not necessarily remembering the big things. It's remembering the, the thousand little things. And, and, and he's thinking about this, his dear son in the faith and how he's laid down his life for the Lord, et cetera. And uh, he, he just can't let it go. He keeps praying for Timothy. And then he says, when I call to remembrance the genuine, sincere, unhypocritical faith. Now, some people have faith, but everyone doesn't have sincere and unhypocritical faith uh, that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois. So it started somewhere. And your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded, is in you also. So Timothy's faith was a result of the influence, largely, of his grandmother and his mother. So this is important, particularly single moms. Dad may be out of the, the picture, but if you keep it real with your children, if you're willing to, to, to give this thing 100, your kids will eventually honor you and follow in, in your footsteps. He said, therefore, in light of all I just said, I want to remind you of something. Meaning God told him before, Paul told him before, probably his grandmother and mother told him this before. Um, and, and sometimes we need people to tell us, you know what, you're bigger than your last mistake. You're, you're, you're more resilient, more brave, and, and more powerful than, than, than any of your fears. And uh, I, I, I believe that, that, that he wanted to encourage Timothy. So the way he encouraged them was reminding Timothy of who he was. I remind you. You see, our excuses are nothing more than, than, than the lies our fears have told us. So uh, Paul comes with the truth and he says, Timothy, I, I want to remind you of, of who you are. And Timothy's problem was a lot like yours and my problems. So we, we start to forget. You see, when, when in chapter, uh, in the first Timothy, uh, the church at Ephesus was growing so much so that most of First Timothy is Paul writing a letter uh, telling um, Timothy, hey, here's the job descriptions of folks. Here, this is what bishops do, deacons do, and et cetera. And uh, you know, here's the roles, here's the PDAs, if you will. But between First Timothy and Second Timothy, something drastic happened. And what happened was formal persecution broke out against the church. Nero, the emperor of Rome, started killing Christians. So Paul said, 
I remind you. Now, it's one thing to be bold when everything's going right and, and, and every, you know, the wind's at your back and everybody's agreeing with you, saluting you and celebrate you. But when your church starts to decline, when your family uh, starts to shrink, when your business starts to shrink and, and every knock at your door, your, your wife is, is, is trying to catch her breath because she's scared that the police are coming to arrest you and to take you from uh, your family for the rest of your life. When you're dealing with real life difficult situations, it can get a little bit different. And uh, this is where Timothy was. He was in the middle of it, like many of us, in the middle of a crisis. I remind you, and this was the reminder, to stir up, not get a gift, not, not try to call God down, but I remind you to stir up the gift which is already in you. Timothy, you already have what you need to get through this situation. All you need to do is stir up what God's already given you. And what he's saying to Timothy, and this is why Paul was needed in his life, he said, Timothy, you need to stop acting like a victim. Stop acting like a newbie. Rekindle that fire, that holy flame that God has already put in you. Your circumstances may have changed, but God has not changed. Timothy, you need to be the man you need to be. Some of us need to be the woman we, we need to be and, and embrace you know, who God has made you and stop apologizing for being yourself and, and, and true to, to, to your God. And so, so Timothy was being encouraged. He's also being poked a little bit by his mentor. And then Paul goes on, he says, Timothy, I understand the situation. I'm in prison. I, I know what pain looks like, feels like. I, I know what discomfort is like. I, I, I understand, but you need to understand something. Timothy, God has not given you or given us. Actually, he put himself in uh, to um, Timothy's shoes, meaning the same spirit in me is in you. God has not what given us. And again, we need people like Paul in our lives. Timothy, you need to deal with that wimpy attitude. Timothy, you're bigger than this. Timothy, the same spirit on me is on you. God's got me and God's got you. For God has not given us, Timothy, me and you together, same spirit, same God. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Timothy, I know you're facing some real problems, but last I checked, we serve an almighty God. Last I checked, uh, Nero, no, no one has a, a, a heaven or hell to, to put you in. And he's saying, Timothy, this is not a good look. Timothy, you know, if you're going to go out, go out with your head hung high. You know, all this worry and anxiety, it ain't going to help nothing. Someone said you only live twice. Once when you're born, and the second time is when you lose your fear after looking death in the face. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We are in a series from the beginning of the pandemic titled No Fear. Remember, you can access this teaching and the full series at gracechurchva.org slash no fear. Let's get back to the message. So, you know, you really start to live when you're no longer afraid of dying. And uh, Timothy had to get over this hurdle. Each of us have to get over this hurdle. And we need to live this life and decide, you know what? Uh, problems may come, situations may get worse, but I'm not going out like that. I'm going to honor God. I'm going to keep my head held high. The same spirit that was on Paul, was on Peter, that was on the, the early saints is the same spirit on us. So that same God that kept them in the midst of the plague and whatever else will keep us uh, in, in our times of challenge. For God has not given us a spirit of 
fear. Now, God may give you the crisis. He may lead you into the crisis, but he won't give you the fear. The fear is the devil. You need to understand that. But what does God give us? But of what power? You may beat me, but, but nobody's going to take away my fight. And that, that's important. But of power and what? Of love. Uh, you, you may set me back, but you will never take my heart. But power, love, and watch this last one. And of a sound mind. You may knock me down on the outside, but I'm going to still be standing up on, on, on the inside. And that, that's important. Timothy had to decide, listen, I'm not going out like this. Uh, I, I am not going to live in fear. Now, my, my fear is not going to stop the, the soldiers from coming and arresting me. My fear is not going to uh, uh, stop uh, folks from getting hurt in my congregation and persecuted. So, so what's the point? Um, you know, when you worry, you suffer twice. Uh, while you're worrying and then when the thing happens. So uh, we, we live in a scary, scary world and our family's watching. Our neighbors are watching. Um, uh, you know, our peers are watching and we need to represent God in the midst. Now, you will have moments. I know I have had moments, but get through those moments and uh, trust God. He will keep us, preserve us. His right hand is stronger than, the, than, than anything the devil can ever do. For God has not, again, he's reminding Timothy, meaning Timothy knew this, but sometimes we need to be reminded. For God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. Meaning, that's a, a demonic thing that you, you're dealing with there. That, that, the, the circumstances um, you know, may not all be of the adversary because sometimes God causes good to come out of bad things. But your response is, is of the evil one. And we must resist fear like any sin. Sometimes it takes a minute. When you first get the report, it takes a second to, to, to stabilize and wrap your head around it. But possess yourself and say, well, you know what? The situation that God knew the situation before the situation came, and uh, I'm not going to give in to fear. Again, I'm not going out like that. For God's not given us a spirit of fear, but, but what? Power in what? A sound mind. I, I, I like this, this, this last part um, because it means God gives us the ability to keep our heads even in trouble. And he gives us the ability to possess our souls and, and to keep our heads together. Now, sometimes it reminds, requires a half hour of prayer. Sometimes it requires, you know what, I'm going to pull aside and get into the word a little bit. You know what, I'm going to pull up one of, old, uh, one of Bishop's old messages and, and I'm going to see what God uh, says in his word about, about this situation. It might take a moment, but please understand that, that the spirit of God is here to help us possess our minds, to give us power when we feel weak, to, to, to help us love when people do hateful and hurtful things. And to help us keep our heads on straight, we're in the midst of trouble. And here's the, here's the thing, that there, there is nothing ahead of me, there's nothing ahead of you, better put, that's bigger than the God that's in you. And we, we got to understand that and, and embrace that. And um, scary stuff will happen, will continue to happen. But again, fight fear like, like, like you have to wash your hands right now. I mean, every time a fearful thought comes in, you know what? God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but of power. You know, that, that word power, um, I believe it's dunamis. I didn't look at it, forgive me, before um, I uh, uh, began to teach here. But you can look it up. I believe it's dunamis. And dunamis is not just explosive power. We get the word dynamite. It also represents the power of an advancing army. 
meaning we have an army on the inside of us. We are as powerful as an advancing army. I remember in the Old Testament, there was just a, a couple guys moving toward, I believe it was the Syrian camp, and the Syrians heard a whole army, and all it was was a few lepers. They were walking toward the camp, but the enemy heard something far greater. And, and the reality is, we are like, God in us is a majority, and it's, we're like an advancing army as we move into our particular situation and circumstances. Again, there is nothing ahead of me that is bigger than the God who stands behind me. And I, I want you to say that with me. Would you, I, just, just humor me for a moment. Would you please say that with me? There is nothing in front of me that's bigger than the God that stands behind me. One more time. There is nothing ahead of me that is bigger than the God that stands behind me. And that's my conviction. I have to remind myself over and over again. You may have to remind your children. You might have to remind your spouse. You may have to call your, your brother and sister up or, or, your, or your mom and dad and remind them, hey, there's nothing in front of us that's bigger than the God that's in us. We have a faithful God that loves us and will keep us. I'm so glad you, you tuned in today. And I pray that the message today goes deep down into your heart because Timothy faced some really real situations. You know, the situation we're facing, the odds right now are, 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 are against most of us uh, really being harmed. But in Timothy's situations, he was the head of the church. So if they were coming for anyone, they were coming for him. So the odds were extremely high. And if you are in an at-risk group, please, and the odds are very high, no, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. Be wise, um, use due diligence, uh, do all the things that you know to do, but ultimately, trust God, relax, because again, uh, the God that is in you is greater than, than anything that stands ahead of you. If anyone uh, that, that's watching right now would like uh, to be prayed for, Perhaps you want to give your life to Jesus and, and, and you need a big God in your life. Um, we have right now our e-pastor. Uh, he's, he's right there. Just text right in the box. Hey, I want to give my life to the Lord. Or pray for me that I would have boldness. And uh, we will do exactly that. Um, in a moment, uh, Shani's going to come back and she's going to end with the song gracefully broken. Uh, while Shani finishes, if you haven't uh, invested in God's work today, and again, we need you during this season, um, you know, not having church services impacts us significantly. And I believe we were the earliest church in our area uh, to shut down. And we did it only out of an abundance of caution. We want to make sure everyone remains whole. So continue uh, to be faithful and support the work of, of all that God's doing through Grace Church to reach, to empower, and assimilate, and lead. So while Shani comes back and uh, finishes Gracefully Broken, uh, please hit your Give button or go to your, your app, and let's stay strong and whole as we move forward together. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.